In this presentation, we will take a look at tax-free scholarships and fellowship grants with relation to tax benefits for education. This information can be found in publication 970, tax-free scholarships and fellowship grants. A scholarship or fellowship grant is tax-free, excludable from gross income. And that, of course, is the key point here. We're looking for it to be excludable that's what we want to hear in other words if we're thinking about scholarship or fellowship grants we're talking about some type of income that either we received for education or the educational institution received for on our behalf for our education from a tax standpoint the question is is that something i have to include in income i would rather not because if we have to include it in income it may be something that we have to pay taxes on Typically, then, we would not want to include it in income, and that's what they're, they're saying here. It's excludable from gross income, meaning it's not included and therefore not on the tax return as income and therefore not something that we may have to pay taxes on under these conditions. So back to the text, only if you are a candidate for a degree at an eligible educational institution. So those are the key words. It has to be for an eligible educational institution. So here's a tip. You may be able to increase the combined value of an education credit and certain educational assistance if the student includes some or all of the educational assistance in income in the year it is received. So this is kind of an unusual tip here, but it is the case, as we know, when we look into some of these benefit programs, such as the calculation of some credits, like the education credit, it may be beneficial to have an, uh, the, the income be higher. So... In that case, we're looking at these income items and we might say, hey, you know, normally I would rather not include the income in, in, in the amount of the scholarship or fellowship in taxable income because then we'd have to pay taxes on it. But in certain cases, it might be beneficial to include it in income because it could help with the calculation of some credits. In other words, a scholarship or fellowship grant is tax-free only to the extent it doesn't exceed your qualified education expenses. It isn't designated or earmarked for other purposes, such as room and board. It doesn't require, by its terms, that it can't be used for qualified education expenses. And it doesn't represent payment for teaching, research, or other services required as a condition for receiving the scholarship. So if we think about those a bit more, this first one, of course, the qualified education expenses, the scholarship or fellowship can't be more than the qualified educational expenses, because if it were, then it wouldn't typically, you would think it would not be being used for those educational expenses. And therefore, it wouldn't be, in essence, a scholarship in that case, because you would get be receiving more money than had been used for the purpose of it, which would be for the educational expenses. Now, it could be earmarked for something that isn't used for qualified educational expenses of course if it was for something other than qualified educational expenses then it wouldn't you would think it wouldn't be a scholarship according to this i'm just paraphrasing as we go here and then the last one if you get it for teaching research or other services required as a condition of receiving the scholarship the thing there is it it's, looks like it's going to be some type of earned compensation in that case it's not like some type of charitable donation and for the tax code you would think more often it could be required to be included as income if it was received in uh, a form of some type of compensation then it may not qualify for scholarship or fellowship candidate for a degree you are a candidate for a degree if you 
One, attend a primary or secondary school or are pursuing a degree at a college or university. Or two, attend an educational institution that provides a program that is acceptable for full credit towards a bachelor's or higher degree or offers a program of training to prepare students for gainful employment in a recognized occupation and b is authorized under federal and state law to provide such a program and is accredited by a nationally recognized accreditation agency eligible educational institutions an eligible educational institution is one whose primary function is the presentation of formal instruction and that normally maintains a regular uh, faculty and curriculum and normally has a regular enrolled body of students in attendance at the place where it carries on its educational activities. Qualified education expenses. For purposes of tax-free scholarships and fellowship grants, these are expenses for tuition and fees required to enroll or attend an eligible educational institution. That would be, of course, the most obvious component, the actual tuitions to attend. Back to the text. Course-related expenses such as fees, books, supplies, and equipment that are required for the courses at the eligible educational institution. These items must be required for all students in your course of instruction. Notice here that they must be required for all students. So that would include the fees, the books, and the supplies. But this would be the restriction you're kind of looking for there. Are they the books that are required by all students in the course of instruction? Expenses that don't qualify. So these are going to be specifically items that do not qualify. Qualified education expenses don't include the costs of room and board, travel, research, uh, clerical help, or equipment and other expenses that aren't required for enrollment in or attendance at an eligible educational institution. So once again, we'll go through here, and it's good to note what doesn't qualify specifically, as well as, of course, what can qualify, and then you can take a look at the gray areas, where, what are the kind of costs that may be in between, and whether they qualify or not. So specifically qualify, specifically do not qualify, and if they have any questions, then you can go in and look at these for further guidance. So room and board, not qualified for, the, for these purposes. Travel, not qualified. Research, clerical help, and then equipment and other expenses that aren't required for enrollment, so not required for the enrollment. So obviously, if you're talking about something like books that you have to have for the course, some institutions will make those resources, including books and other supplies, possibly actually part of the tuition, which would make it easy because then the books and everything would be included in the tuition. And it would and you can all say it would be required because it was part of the tuition. If it's on, if it's not, then and it's something that you have to go to an external library or something like that to purchase. We are in a, a bit more of a gray area. Now, the textbook would typically be pretty straightforward if it's a textbook that you got to go somewhere. And it says basically as part of the course, part of the syllabi, we're going to be going through this textbook. That would be pretty straightforward. If you have some other types of materials, you could see where you could get some kind of gray area that they're recommended on the syllabi or something like that. Uh, and they're not the actual textbook. Then the question is, is it uh, required uh, for enrollment in or attendance at the eligible educational institution payment for services generally you can't include you can't exclude from your gross income the part of any scholarship or fellowship grant that represents payments for teaching research or other services required as a condition for receiving the scholarship 
And so you can see here that basically they're saying if you're doing these items, it looks more like compensation or this would be my justification for the code or what I would think of as the reason for this part of the uh, publication. And that would mean that if you're doing work and then that's a condition of getting paid in the form of a scholarship, it looks a lot like paid compensation, which would typically be something that would be included in income. Uh, back to the text. This applies even if all candidates for a degree must perform the services to receive the degree. However, see exceptions. So there's always some exceptions, of course. Exceptions. You don't have to treat as payment for services the part of any scholarship or fellowship grant that represents payment for teaching, research, or other services if you receive the amount under. And notice, of course, we want the exception here because our goal is if, if, we, if we do some of this research and type stuff to get a scholarship, part of the payment for what we're doing, part of the compensation of that work, is that we're hoping we don't have to pay taxes on it. So what we want to do is be able to take that money that, that's basically earnings, basically wages, be able to, to get it towards uh, uh, education and hopefully not have to include it possibly as income and therefore not pay taxes on it. Uh, back to the text. The National Health Service Corps Scholarship Program, the Armed Forces Health Professions Scholarship and Financial Assistance Program, or a Comprehensive Student Work Learning Service Program as defined in Section 448E of the Higher Education Act of 1965, operated by Work, uh, work College, as defined in that section. Here's an example, example one. You receive a scholarship of 2500 The scholarship wasn't received under any of the exceptions uh, mentioned above. As a condition for receiving the scholarship, you must serve as a part-time teaching assistant. Of the 2500 scholarship, 1000 represents payment for teaching. The provider of your scholarship gives you a Form W-2 showing 1000 as income. So then in this case, we would say, okay, that 1000 because it was a condition for teaching, the institution had to show it as income on the W-2, probably in line one of the, of the W-2 form. And so that means it's typically going to be something that you have to include in income, which kind of would be the bad thing, right? You'd have to include that 1000 in income and possibly uh, increase your, uh, well, of course, increase your wages and possibly have to pay taxes on it. Back to the text. The education institution were at least 1500 the qualified education expenses were at least 1500 Assuming that all other conditions were met, the most you can exclude from gross income is 1500 The 1000 you received for teaching must be included in your gross income. So basically they're saying they got uh, $2,500. The 1000 has to be included. And therefore the other 1500 remaining is something that may be excludable as long as you have qualified education expenses that are at least up to that amount, meaning you got the money and, you, and then the assumption, of course, is that you spent it on qualified education expenses. Next example, example two. You are a candidate for a, for a degree at a medical school. You receive a scholarship not under any of the exceptions mentioned above for your medical education and training. The terms of the scholarship require you to perform future services. A substantial penalty applies if you don't comply. The entire amount of your grant is taxable as payment for services in the year it is received. 
So this is kind of a funny situation. You can see, you can think, you can see how people might be trying to uh, see a law in the tax code and see how they can make an adjustment to, to comply with it here. And then, the, and then the tax code possibly filling up that loophole and not allowing it. So in this case, for example, you can see that uh, we have a scholarship situation and the, the goal might be to not tie it to compensation. Say, hey, we're going to pay you money. For example, if you have a doctor and you're saying, hey, you go to school and we want you to come work for us when after you go to school, we'll pay for you to go to school. In other words, then we want you to come work for us. Now, if they were just to give them the money, they could go to school and go anywhere. Right? So if you say you, you go to school, we'll pay for the school and then you have to come work for us, then now basically that payment for school was of course some type of compensation it hasn't happened yet but it's required future compensation it's tied to compensation so the IRS is saying well it's still kind of compensation for work that is promised and therefore maybe for that reason I'm, I'm guessing of what the reasoning on the code would be for that reason it wouldn't be included also note that there's a substantial penalty you can't basically say that the other person that they have to work for you after they graduate but if you don't, there's some type of substantial penalty. And the fact that it is substantial would mean that it's very likely that once graduated, the person doesn't really have an option not to because there would be a substantial restriction, substantial penalty, and therefore would probably uh, do the work that was promised for the scholarship. Back to the test. Athletic scholarship. An athletic scholarship is tax-free only if and to the extent it meets the requirement discussed earlier. You can take a look at Worksheet 1.1. Uh, you can use Worksheet 1.1 to figure the tax-free and taxable parts of your athletic scholarship. Taxable scholarships and fellowship grants. If and to the extent your scholarship or fellowship grant doesn't meet the requirements described earlier, it is taxable and must be included in gross income. You can use Worksheet 1-1 to figure the tax-free and taxable parts of your scholarship or fellowship grant.